0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Get Out of Rap. Today I'm joined by Richard Gregory, who is the Senior Sales Executive at Odigo. Hi Richard, it's good to have you on.
1: Hi Martin, pleasure to be here, thanks for inviting me. No problem.
0: Now we've got to, as is the way, we've got to try and steer clear of football, haven't we? Because otherwise <laughs> it will become a, a football-dominated podcast.
1: Could, could be quite easily, if you think uh, when we first spoke a couple of weeks ago, And I won't give uh, our our, uh, teams away, but um, I think I was approaching the season with uh, trepidation. Uh, You were sitting sort of quite confidently. I have to say that um, my team have exceeded expectations in the first few games, but it's still very early on in the season. So I'll I'll leave it there, I think.
0: (laughs) Maybe this is a quiz people can
1: guess. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, Sorry.
0: No, no, no worries. So... Um, at Odego now, and Odego um, are a keen kind of advocate of the subject we're going to talk about in a second. But um, what's been your what's been your kind of career history?
1: Oh, how, how long have you got, Martin? Um, no, in all <laughs> in all seriousness, I suppose um, started about thirty years ago, um, really, um, at Mitel. And um, for those who of a certain age will remember when um, organisations used to post adverts on the back of the Telegraph, actually, on a Thursday, and uh, I happened to pick up that uh, Mitel were looking for, I think they called them uh, sort of trainee reps at the time, trainee sales reps. And uh, they were running a sort of graduate scheme in parallel to that as well. And um, yeah, I, I uh, applied, uh, met with the company. I mean, it's a, it's a probably a, a very different company to, uh, to, to, to the Mitel we know of today, but um, but yeah, spent about 15 very, very happy years there. And I still talk very, very affectionately about my time at Mitel. Um, I, it, it gave me fantastic grounding. Um, I worked with a group of guys who are still friendly with, very friendly with today, you know, 30 years later. We still keep in touch, we still meet up. Um, but yeah, it gave me great grounding into um, a market space that uh, I, I wasn't particularly. Uh, a sort of technologist as a as a child you know I wasn't necessarily interested I wanted to be a footballer like sort of most boys <laughs> I guess my, my my age but um no at the time it was a you know an emerging market um an emerging technology and as I say it gave me fantastic grounding spent a good uh, period of my time there and I suppose then sort of naturally migrated into the uh, world of um I think what we call workforce optimization now so uh cool recording quality uh, workforce management, speech analytics, so really into those technologies that enhance um, organisations and give them the, the ability to interact with their um, their customers better and provide better customer service. And I suppose along the way, uh, as you say, I'm now at Odigo and I've been here for 18 months, but uh, in that sort of middle period, i spent time at Verent uh, at um, and at uh, Alvira, or I think or they were known as Aspect previously, so, uh, yeah, know, know that marketplace very, very well, and I'm still very, very driven and interested by this um, uh, opportunity to help organizations support their, support their customers. I, you know I, I still get a major buzz in you know working with my clients today um, to ensure that they can deliver the best service possible.
0: It always strikes me that what you do, there must be a lot of variety in it because each client will have uh, that they're, they're coming from a different place. They have different challenges, different goals, different industries, and you get to you get to see that. It must be interesting.
1: It is. I mean, it's you know, it's a really good point because you know, it, it, as a as a sort of a vendor, a supplier, it's it's easy to um, sort of verticalize, and it's easy to put all our various messaging into almost sort of one silo and say oh great I mean for example I look after one of my clients is a utility company so it's easy to say you know this these messages these propositions these challenges are the only ones that affect this um, you know this utility Mm -hmm. and um, it's not you know each are different they're driven by you know their their customers demographic age uh, the products or services they sell and offer and yeah you know there is never yeah. Whilst whilst yeah, you you can you do have a sort of blanket offering. There's always different sort of nuances and differences between the uh, between each individual organisation, and I think that's the that's the key to it. To really understand, uh, and I know the sort of topic we're going to discuss today is to really understand. You know what differences they can. Uh, offer uh, you know service differences they can offer to their consumers their customers to ensure that they meet their their expectations because again we know that you know i think the last few years we've been going through this sort of um almost service revolution you know as as consumers you and i our expectations have gone through the roof yeah. you know we, we we expect you know we expect whatever you know we we want to however we want to interact with that organization for them to be on permanently you know, for them to know about us, what we've done in the past, uh, what we've ordered in the past, what our preferences are. And, you know, there's this, you know, as I say, the last expectation you have is, is you know, that that's, that's the benchmark. So you mm. keep, you know, you, you keep wanting to improve that each time.
0: It's such a good point, because just thinking about how we behave as consumers, just in from our retail experiences, we're so impatient now, um, because we've we've been given a level of service that's so good. Yes. If we have to wait five seconds at a self-service checkout because it's, it's not registered
1: something, you can see people getting
0: annoyed, we get annoyed by that. And,
1: and, I'm, and I'm the world's worst because I work in the industry. You know, I know that there is technology available. There are things that that organization could do to enhance or improve that you know that 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 Mm. interaction i have with that organization and in fact i had a um uh i was going to say that the 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 opportunity the misfortune to a degree albeit it all turned out okay in the end to have to renew my son's passport so contacting the passport office and i know there are lots of horror stories out there um you know i know lots of people have actually missed their holiday and the good news Mm. was that um we actually had, I had to drive up to Peterborough, believe it or not, um, when I, you know, I live in the sort of south of England, I had to drive up to Peterborough two days before our departure to pick up, you know, my son's passport. But during that journey, just the broken processes, the mm. lack of, you know, uh, connectivity, integration mm. between the various sort of departments, the amount of you know, having to um, uh, repeat and having to do the same thing week out and then going days and weeks without hearing anything. You know, again, we we talk about sort of anxiety and stress. And this Mm -hmm. was for me, you know, and I've got a a 13-year-old son who was potentially thinking that he wasn't going to go on holiday. You know, he wasn't going to be able to go on holiday. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, again, as a consumer, I try and be as patient as I possibly can. But again, because we know what technology is available, then, you know, I I tend to have uh, sometimes run out of patience a little bit. So um, I think
0: I I think you've hit the nail on the head, though, isn't it? That kind of frustration is because, you know, in detail how it can be fixed. And it's not it's not sending someone to the moon.
1: No, and and it's not. And it's, um, you know, and I've sat on a number of um, of sort of forums, specialised group forums, and I'm still surprised um, the amount of senior sort of um, management stakeholders, influencers within large organizations. We're not talking sort of uh, small enterprises here Mm. who are unaware of the technology. And of course, as a salesperson, uh, you know, for my sins, I'm, I'm naturally going to want to push new technologies. But again, you know, the, 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 the return on investment of these things, is just a, it's just a, a sort of given, you know, it's not even, it should So whilst I do accept the fact that project constraints can limit, you know, those, those decisions, I just think that the, the net gain from it, especially if that organisation does genuine, genuinely want to provide service excellence, I think is... Um, you know, it, 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 that implementation of that technology should be a, you know, should be front and centre really of any strategy moving forward.
0: Do you think it's a little bit of like Emperor's New Clothes that nobody actually wants to, especially the more senior you go, the less likely you are to say, look, I'll be honest, I have no idea what this stuff does.
1: <laughs> possibly, possibly. And, um, you know, I, 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 and on the flip side, you know, we we work in a, a saturated marketplace, you know, and I and I keep hearing this continually um, that, you know, decision makers, senior stakeholders, whatever, you know, the positions they hold are being inundated on a, you know, on a daily basis from pesky salespeople like me trying to sell my wares. So, I, I, I do kind of get that, yeah, you know, you're the fourth poor person, Richard, who's tried to contact me today, so, you know, how do we differentiate ourselves? But I do almost think that there is a, um, an obligation on their part to, you know, look a little yeah. bit further because doing, doing just because you might be doing something right today isn't necessarily, you know, doing the right thing for your business and your customers. You know, it, mm. it kind of does seem a bit, you know, a bit sort of short, uh, short sighted. Mm.
0: Mm. And when we talked about doing um, a podcast, I mean, straight away, you said, can we talk about um, vulnerability? And I think it's, it's so topical at the moment, and you think it's only going to become even more relevant. But w-
1: why as a
0: topic was this so important?
1: Well, it, it manifests itself in, in, in sort of many ways, I think. And, um, and I think going back again to my, to my Mitel, Mitel sort of origin, original sales training days, one of my very wise old sales directors sort of said to me, you know, uh, a, a customer will only buy from, from you if you can address one of three things help them to raise their revenues help them to reduce costs or help them to reach customers now you know, the three r's as, it, as, as he coined it now again you know the, re, the reducing costs um, and the raising revenues bit i think is kind of you know that, that that's fundamental fundamentally part of obviously again mm. um an organization's reason reasons being but this reach customers and i appreciate we're talking specifically about vulnerability today but this reaching customers i think is is, is still uh, an incredibly hot topic because although you know it's not new you know we we've, we've we've known for some time now this whole vulnerable customers and it came to the the head during the pandemic i appreciate that but you know the fca have identified identified the fact that they were sort of four key you know drivers uh, influencing you know the the, the sort of um, uh, a custom of being vulnerable and it, and it's and I think it's stuff that touches each of us again as as, as consumers but also you know as, as as organizations who sell the technology so I think that's why I, it really it really interests me martin because again you know health life events um, uh, you know sort of i guess resilience you know and and um, capability are all things that impact us in our you know in our ability to to interact and what we find important with with the organizations we interact with so um yes, yes. yeah it's just such a hot topic it's not going away and when you consider you know that the, the every day you look at the news your news feed today uh cost of living going up you know the uh, energy pricing it you know uh, it, it, it is going up the um limit of food being available I just think that, yeah, you know, it's a it's a topic that's going to keep, you know, sort of burning for a long, long time. And we've only really spoken about um, customers. There's also employees as well. Yeah. But I think there's just probably over again the last year or so have also started to have to, you know, the front and centre and, 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 and been sort of a, a serious and important consideration for employees as well. Because again, at the end of the day, these agents, their advisors, whatever you want to call them, ambassadors, are only human. So, you know, and they're having to deal with this stuff, um, you know, pretty much every, all day, every day. So, um, so, yeah, long-winded way of answering your question, but that's why it's such an important topic for me.
0: I, I love so much about that, especially when you think something you said there around employees dealing with our front, our customer facing colleagues in our industry. Who are invariably entry-level positions? We've, we've asked them predominantly, I believe, to come back into contact centre, so they're incurring travel costs there. Yeah, and there you, you mentioned the, uh, a sector that's obviously very topical: utilities. If you if you're an agent on the phones in a utilities company, and you are dealing with people who are becoming concerned who are absolutely fall into one of the categories of being a vulnerable customer. Yeah. I I think we've got to be so careful. We don't forget uh, the agents are vulnerable. So you've got, you've got a a relationship taking place between customer and agent, where both parties are vulnerable, but actually it's the agent who is going to speak to maybe a hundred other people that day or 50 people that day who are all vulnerable. And that when you're sitting in a place well, you're thinking yeah i can not only can i empathize i'm worried too yeah um, it can't be good i mean it and we just seem to oh certainly the media and people like that just seem to overlook it they don't think well the guys on the phones are also in this position
1: yeah and and again you the, the point you make there is this isn't just one conversation you know in your your your, your own life if you mm. you know you you may be talking to a friend and he or she may say yeah, I've had a a bereavement in my, you know, in Mm -hmm. in my life. And you go, oh, you know, that's really sad to hear and it it upsets you. But typically, you know, you wish them all the best and you walk away and you Mm -hmm. get on with your life. As you say, you know, these these agents are are having those conversations, you have multiple conversations during the day. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to, and I don't know whether this is a word or I've just made it up, but you don't want to roboticize them. You know, you don't want them to be, Mm -hmm. and and we're talking about, you know, hyper-personalization, emotional intelligence, empathy, and all those things. Um, and yet, you know, how, do, how, as you say, because they are fairly entry-level, and I, mm. I don't, you know, I'm not belittling their, their, their sort of role no, no, at all. No, no, absolutely But, not. Um, you know, so, you know, how do organizations ensure that they've got uh, an advisor that is, you know, really well-equipped and skilled and trained and experienced, in managing multiple instances of, of, of that type of, 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 of uh, difficult conversation, because again, and this is where I think that the um, you know, the challenge that organisations have is because when we think about okay, well, yeah, they, they those agents need empathy; they need to be able to, you know, to to feel comfortable about the length of or the duration of that interaction with the client. They need to be sympathetic. But when you start to overlay that with, you know, typical contact center, um, you know, sort of uh, key metrics, i.e. reducing call, you know, call volumes, um, optimizing handle time, reducing handle time, improving customer satisfaction, they kind of don't, there's a disconnect. Mm -hmm. And I think this, again, is where, you know, I find it fascinating how organizations manage those because you can almost imagine again at the sort of senior hierarchy with an organization the FD saying, Oh, great, we met all our sort of key metrics. You know, we, we managed to reduce our cost base by by X by, you know, um, reducing sort of cool volumes or, or um, you yeah, reducing traffic into the center. And yet your poor old, you know, head of customer experience is saying, Yeah, but my CSAT score is is, is through the floor. Because we're having to, you know, we're asking our advisors to disconnect and not being sympathetic to the to the customer's needs. So Mm. there is a really sort of fine balance. And um, yeah, I suppose my job as a you know a a, a vendor and supplier of technology is to you know work with both sides of the business to try and ensure that we're meeting both expectations.
0: I think you make a really good point. It's something around um, we know, don't we, that if whatever we can do from a technology point of view to make the advisor's job easier and that they are not stressed by the point by the time they're getting to talk to the customer or chat with the customer, um, that they're not logging into multiple systems, that they have um, some real flexibility on on breaks, and that the technologies are an enabler to allow them to demonstrate kind of emotional intelligence and. And empathy but again i think you hit on a really good point there a friend of mine um went through extensive training he wanted to do some volunteering for samaritans mm-hmm. and it, i know that there's some other contact centers out there that have utilized charities and charity trainers because so much more of our day-to-day customer service is now looking a lot like a lot of the charity um, based calls but what he was saying as a person on the phone at, uh, at the Samaritans, they recognize that there's only so much you can take. To your point earlier around uh, the emotional exchange that, that happens when you talk to someone who's in a, in a vulnerable place or is in a bad place, take something away from you. They will only, they will only let you take a certain amount of calls, regardless of how those calls have gone, you regularly have a session with um a counselor or or a trained team leader yeah. so that you have that before you then go back on your shift because they're recognizing you can't uh, to your point and your work you can't turn you can't ask people to demonstrate oh it's really important that you have empathy it's really important that emotional intelligence is the thing for 2022 but don't take it personally you know, you have to disassociate yourself from this situation. Don't take yeah. it to heart. You cut the two things. Don't, don't, don't meet. So, um, I just wonder how we've become. Let's be honest, in the industry, we've become far more aware of vulnerability. Yeah, and there's some people doing some great things, but I still think there's more we can do. Definitely.
1: Yes, and I uh, and I also think that the the attitude of uh, consumers has has changed in the I think they are more willing to contact um, or make contact with contact centers now uh, and interact with contact centers because there seems to be more of an acceptance and the stigma around i mean i I think it's still dependent on demographic i suppose you know me as a middle-aged man i would still feel uncomfortable about potentially contacting somebody you know and saying I'm, you know, I, I, I'm skin, I can't pay my bill, yeah. how can you help me, yeah. but I mm. think they're just, you know, and I think society, again, this recognition that we, you know, it's affecting a lot of us, um, but I think there is more of a sort of, yeah, that stigma about contacting, you know, and, and, and sort of just, yeah, highlighting the fact that you're struggling, I think that's been reduced, so I think that helps mm. to a certain degree, mm. um, and I, you know, I, I, and I also, I think that, you know, trust is, a, is, is something else that is important for organizations to be able to you know again whilst i'm happy to um you know to, to, to open up to you and to explain that i'm i'm, I'm wrong, suffering i want to make sure that you know my data my details don't go any further or aren't misused or you know it doesn't yeah it, 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 they're, they're treated confidentially and i think organizations are doing better as well, or, or improving that, or, or on and that as well, to make sure that yeah, you know, there's no risk there. So again, it it exude or it proves confidence in me as the as the consumer, um, you know, to to, to uh, you know to, to to make that initial contact. And again, we've got different channels, different you know ways in which you can communicate. Um, we did some work with the uh, the C C M A back end of last year, um, you know, uh, title how uh, it was a survey. Uh, around 2,000 people, or something uh, around 2,000 people I think, uh, supporting vulnerable customers in the contact centre. And again, it was quite noticeable what channels of choice somebody who was vulnerable would make, you know, would, would interact with. And obviously, it's dependent again on the nature of the or the you know, the the, uh, the call, what, why I'm calling. But again, if you can open up those those channels, and it's funny mm. actually, I I, I was. Thinking about it last night, it's almost like, um, you know, one of these tube stations and almost feeling like you're being walking up the, the escalator or up the stairs. You know, I, I don't want to just because there's a long line going up the escalator. I don't necessarily want to be forced up that way. I want to be able to make that decision based on how I'm feeling, what I'm, you know, yeah. before I before I enter it. And it yeah, just, just it sort of just came to me last night, actually. But I, <laughs> I, 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 do, I do think that. Um, yeah, you know, that that's important too. That uh, and 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 again, organisations are, you know, uh, uh, um, introducing a lot broader and a lot wider sort of channel uh, choice for uh, for consumers to to contact them on based on you know potential reasons for calling.
0: Did the did the research then show that there was some differences around channel choice based on? demographics so for example you said yourself and i can really relate to that you it's it's awkward isn't it let's be honest it's awkward to be able to have a a vulnerable type conversation over the phone would you be more comfortable typing it in a in a chat and is and was that shown up in the research
1: it it, it was it was still you know email and again it, it is it is dependent on um you know, on age, on gender, on any, and even, geo, you know, even geography. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, you know, the, the, the demographic split. And as you say, you know, I, 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 me personally, I would probably be more likely to be, have a, have a uh, preference to type. I'm sorry, but I can't meet my, um, mm-hmm. you know, I can't meet my sort of uh, financial commitment this month
0: mm-hmm.
1: and almost, you know, press send and wait, you know, sort of hold, hold my ears and wait for the, you know, wait for the response rather than actually having to yeah, speak to somebody in real time or even worse, you know, try and interact with a with a bot, you know, again, you know, it's uh, and, and we keep reading about you know, how the you know, how um, you know, customer service can be significantly improved by the you know, through automation, which are absolutely is great, but not necessarily for, you know, the, um, you know, for, for a vulnerable customer. Having said that, I, was, I remember, again, being on a, sitting on a forum last summer, it was, and a well-known retailer who offers, also offers a, uh, a funeral service because they're sort of different business divisions, but um, this lady was sort of managing the whole um, sort of customer experience uh, piece. She was saying how difficult it was to get their funeral service team to acknowledge the fact that, do you know what? But there is a place for automation and for bots in that mm. service, because it might be just that I'm contacting and whilst I'm vulnerable, whilst I'm going through a, you know, I've just had a bereavement, I'm quite sad. I don't necessarily need to speak to an advisor to say I want, I don't know, two dozen roses yeah, yeah. or whatever that case. You know, there, there is a there is a place mm. for, mm. yeah, you know, for you know, the different types of technology uh, perhaps in a you know in, in a sort of non-standard, um, a non-standard way that we all... yeah. I completely we
0: agree. I completely agree. I think I can imagine in that situation, actually utilizing a bot to obtain information. Let's be honest, that's the, that's their best use, right? Which is, yeah. I can't find it. I forgot on something. Can you let me know uh, by which date the payment needs to be made, or whatever it may be that's fine and i am i can imagine some people in that situation don't necessarily want to have to go through the whole bereavement story or exchange of um sympathy again because they just they just want information and the uh, yeah. chatbot's a perfect way to to do that so if the research is saying you know you need as met ma- you need as many channel channels as is relevant um did it also so? Did it did it show that there is an increase in what we class as people being vulnerable?
1: Yeah, I mean, so I think the, um, the you know the FCA uh, the study that they carried out I think it was early where we had twenty one. You know, there was there was a I think something something you yeah, know quite surprising. Almost half of us, over half of the something is fifty six percent, something like that. Um, and this didn't come from the CCMA research. This was something. Uh, Another piece of research I remember reading, but um, yeah, demonstrate or have you know um, uh, I guess drivers that could, could uh, gauge us as vulnerable, and and I think when you start to consider that that sort of number, that's when you know over half of us have what you know have experienced mm. one of those sort of four uh, drivers, or you know have, one of those four drivers has have, have sort of impacted us over the last uh, eighteen months or, or so. And again because you know health, health is a big one isn't it and, and naturally mm-hmm. you, you're all, all, all automatically driven towards the pandemic but um or towards covid sorry but um yeah you know when, when you start to consider yeah over half of us do have you know a sort of genuine and and and, and sort of uh, um yeah genu- gen- genuine sort of vulnerability or, or or area that could be classed as vulnerable that's when I think, yeah, you know, we really start, need to start, or that's when I really start to think that this isn't going to go away in a hurry, mm-hmm. that this is, this is around for some time.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think if you are contacting an organisation or company and you are vulnerable, there's definitely a connection, I think, with effort, because I imagine for some, it's, it's hard enough challenge to even make, decide to make the contact in the first place. If you then have to jump through hoops, retell your information, go through it again and again and again, you're gonna be in a heightened state anyway, when you, even before you get to the point where someone can can help you. So reducing customer effort to enable people to get to the point quicker has to be, is probably even more important than it's ever been.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned the Samaritans, you yeah, know, gave the Samaritans an example earlier. And I think whenever we consider you know the, the the sort of type of skill, the sort type of person, the type of personality who you know would be a, a, a Samaritan uh, advisor. Mm-hmm. Then you know you you you, know, you you sort of think, well, you know they must uh, they must have a tremendous set of skills. But to an extent, we're almost expecting all of yeah. you know all of our all of our advisors, all of our agents to be equipped. Um, you know, it, 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 in, in, that, in that, ups, that same way. So, mm. you know, it's, it, again, you know, there is a, um, we're, we're far more reliant on, the, and it's coming back to the, you know, the, the, the conversation we had earlier about the importance of, you know, importance of advisors, importance of, mm. and, and the, the need to, um, you know, to upskill, to train, to develop, you know, so that they do have all those necessary skills, the right judgment, empathy. I think you used an example last time where um, somebody had sort of called in, was talking to an advisor, and they were relatively new to, um, you know, to the job. And I think, you know, quite clearly, they were just running running through a script. And the guy sort of said, oh, you know, I've, um, I don't know, yeah, you know, been... stretch, stretch a point to make a point. But, you know, I've, 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 I've lost my mother, unfortunately, you know, my, my mother has recently died. And, the, you know, quite clearly, the advisor going, great, okay. So, yeah, you know, almost moved to the next, yeah move move to the next sort of stage move to the next Uh, level
0: yeah that that's that's one I've seen I've I've recounted it to you earlier around a first-hand knowledge of seeing somebody just going right I've got to take the right information because they wanted to do a a good job for the for the customer but actually from a listening skills point of view that customer saying right yeah unfortunately my my husband passed away and the response was great okay you know and it's it was meant as just a. It, it was meant in a very sort of small way, but of course, the customer's in a heightened place of great emotion, and that's what they heard, and it led to a big complaint and, and and all sorts. And it's just something from a throwaway comment. It's kind of that was their equivalent of great, you know. Right, I'm ticking these off as I go as I go through because I I'm trying to get to the point where I can give you some help. But just being mindful of that. And again, it comes into training, technological support, how they're how they're managed, because you're asking somebody to suppress something quite natural, I think, as well. Yeah. If you're getting all the information you need, you are thinking, okay, this is good. Good, 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 good. <laughs> but of course, it's not a good situation. Um, no. How would you have... Was there anything in your research around like kind of situational vulnerability is that even a thing because i was just thinking let's take your one of your, your first example of kind of your your holidays dependent on you getting the passport mm-hmm. in that in that situation when you're contacting the passport office could you say that you were vulnerable at that point
1: oh absolutely yeah you know I, and, and 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 maybe rightly or wrongly you know it, 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 it was something that we we got to a stage in the process, and we all we almost felt like we had to, you know, use that term to almost get any um, any reaction. And I know that's a, a, a terrible thing to to admit, but you know, having said that, you know, we, we, we did feel vulnerable. We, had, you know, again, we had a potentially this was going to jeopardise our family holiday. You know, this wasn't just impacting. Me because I don't know I my mobile phone would had know, stopped working. This was something that yeah had a could have a you know a significant impact on my partner, my you know my, my four kids and me that we you know we we paid a lot of money for, and especially given and and an, an by situation I suppose that the fact that as well it's the first holiday we've had for or we've been able to have for a couple of years. Again, everything is heightened. Everything is, mm. you know, is, is is enhanced. So, yeah, I, I I think I think that is a point, Martin, as well. I think that, um, yeah, you know, the the, the fact that it what it was causing us a huge amount of angst. Um, mm. so you know, and a, a huge amount of concern and stress. So I think I, I think we could. I think you can claim that that was a um yeah yeah. I appreciate that nobody was going to lose their life. Hmm. You know, the worst case scenario, we could have lost, you know, lost, lost money. You know, nobody had, the the old phrase, nobody had died. I I, I accept that. But nonetheless, there was a still, there was still a significant amount of stress Hmm. um, based on, yeah, the fact that, and again, it was, it it was more around the lack of information. Hmm. You know, it was more around the lack of um, just communication from them to say, this is where you are in the process. The conflicting information, you know, there was continually, oh, well, would you'd speak to a Agent A on one day and they would say something completely different to Agent B on, you know, on the next day. And, and that, you know, and again, I, you know, I know the technology. I, you know, I've sat in contact centres, you know, for days on end listening to their, you know, the, the, the journeys, et cetera. So I'm more than familiar about the process. And yet, yeah, I've still felt very, very... Yeah, very vulnerable, very very anxious about just the lack of um, yeah communication that that I was receiving and and empathy, you know. And again, I I, I and, and, and and interestingly enough, so as I mentioned, the end of the story goes that I drove up to to, to Peterborough to pick up the uh, the passport. And if you've ever been to the, the 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 passport office in Peterborough, it's sort of around a one way system. So I'd missed my turn first time and I drove around to the front of the building and there was a queue about 150 yards long. And this was two hours before I was due to, uh, to pick it up. I'm thinking, well, oh, you know, I've got to just get in that queue. You know, I've, I've got to just sort of uh, sort this out. Long and the short of it, uh, managed to park up, sat, stood at the back of the queue, at which two very official guys came up. They were asking, I, I couldn't hear what they were saying, came up to me and said, um, are you here to apply for a new passport or to pick up? I said, oh, I'm here to pick up. And which went, oh, well you don't need to be in the queue. And they literally sort of marched me to the front of the queue within 10 minutes. I've got a brand new spanking blue passport for my son in my hand. So if you, and I guess this comes down to almost this whole dichotomy about, you know when do you survey customers? When do you get feedback? You know, if I'd have got, if I've been asked for feedback <laughs> then i said, Best process ever. Absolutely brilliant. fantastic. Brilliant. You know, couldn't have, couldn't have done any Wonderful, you know, and, and, and be a, a high supporter. But, you know, again, so it, there is a happy ending to it. But if I think for, and we followed process and, you know, we, we, we uh, followed the sort of length of time, the duration that we were advised that it would take. But yeah, there were uh, occasions when, yeah, it caused no end of, uh, no end of stress.
0: And I've spoken to um agents who one of the things that i think frustrates them as much as it does customers and we we talked at the start about the kind of there's there's two people in the conversation both both technically uh are going to be vulnerable um but one of the things that causes a great deal of stress is that agents often feel impotent in that they don't have the tools to uh rectify the problem or at least offer something and i think again as an industry that's something we've got to really look at when you're looking at your customer journey employee experience are you equipping your customer facing teams with the tools that can actually make a difference because otherwise that kind of hearing people download situations where the stakes are high and and being able to do nothing yeah it is
1: is awful and, and and i think that comes back to you know one of the initial sort of points we made around expectation now again i don't think that my expectations are unreasonable you know i'm not banging on the door mm. uh, or banging down the door insisting that you know my issue is number one priority and it needs to be resolved and you know or i i, I think my expectation i think i mirror quite a of course they're always going to be difficult customers Mm -hmm. per se but I think my expectations are quite reasonable but again it was quite noticeable that some of the agents we spoke to or I spoke to just did not have the capacity or 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 information or authority to help Mm -hmm. in any way shape or form Mm -hmm. and I think that what frustrated me was that again it was oh, well, uh, you need to, you know, there's a, there's a, have you checked the portal? You'll get the update from the portal. Look, I I appreciate that. And that's why I'm calling. Um, so I think that, that you're absolutely right. And, and listen, we, whilst we've also commented on the fact that consumers' expectations are higher, I think there are, you know, th- th- there is a general consensus that, and again, another piece of work we did with the CCMA, in general, since the pandemic, the general perception is that customer service is improving. Yeah. So, is you it? know, yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the mm-hmm. you know, the statistics, again, it's, 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 it's demographic based, it's gender based. But in principle, if you look at all the various sort of statistics that we, uh, we evaluated, the general, um, the general consensus is that customer service is improving. Now, again, you know, have argued yes because the advisors were working from home they were getting a lot more product productivity they were able to work at you know in the hours that suited them i appreciate all of that but in general that that service was improving so i think you know that that's a positive for our you know for, for, for our marketplace and our industry but i think you know now we've got to just be a little bit smarter and whilst I accept that, you know, organisations can't spend every minute of the day tweaking this, tweaking that to deal with, you know, the exception, I do think there are sort of significant steps, you know, that, that can be made, visibility, you know, if you don't know as an organisation why your customers are calling you, then how do you expect to be able to service them properly? You know, we've spoken about the empathy, um, uh, you know, not, not knowledge, knowledge management, knowledge mm-hmm. tools, Um, those you know just just equip your advisor to say thanks Martin we can see you know integration to the CRM we see you called yesterday Mm -hmm. is it regarding your delayed passport have you been through this process no okay then you know we advise you to do this or we advise you but then you know there was clearly a yeah a number of blockages that um you know and I appreciate it's an exceptionally busy time there was somebody said something like 50,000 outstanding passports. I, I might have even underestimated that, but you know, a huge amount of, uh, of um, passports that were due to, be, you know, due to be printed and delivered or produced uh, uh, sort of during, during July and August. So I, I do understand, again, with my consumer hat on, uh, my customer hat on, that you know, they were exceptional times, but I don't think it takes a lot just to equip the advisors appreciate empathy is a difficult one emotional intelligence is not such an easy one but with training programs education programs i think that you know that that can help those those guys but yeah you know there are certain technologies fundamental technologies that have been available for quite a long time now which i think with a bit of thought um, and structure then they could help these organizations improve the customer experience and indeed reduce the levels of of vulnerability stress and, and anxiety quite significantly
0: that's great because that's not just for the um customers it can do all of those things for employees as well
1: absolutely you know we, we say happy employee you know makes a happy customer and again unfortunately i again i'm i've got a legacy mindset that typically i talk in customer you know sort of uh, speak but yeah i mean again we're seeing more and more the need to make sure we equip these advisors, these agents with, um, you know, with the right level of of skill, as well as tools, as well as, you know, um, empathy, you know, uh, um, and, and emotion. Yes. Yeah. How, 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 how do you equip an agent with emotion? Well, you know, it's not, it's not an easy thing to do. I appreciate that. But again, if you provide them, you know, if you remove the number of times that, they have to deal with an unhappy customer during the day, then surely you know, they've got to feel better about the job. They've got to feel better about the way in which they interact with, with customers. And surely that delivers a better outcome at the end.
0: Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, Richard, just, just before we close, I was just going to ask you something around um, your journey that I, I forgot to ask at the time. And just hearing you talk now about the passion around um utilising technology and all of these different things you're obviously still super passionate about the industry what advice would you give to someone looking to to follow your path what would what would be your key bit of advice to well getting you, into
1: what you do <laughs> <laughs> you've got to, you've got to remember i've been in it for 30 years but um so a long time I, I i think it's you know it just just listen just be interested listen and um, you know, ju- just really, yeah, go into these these discussions with an open mind. You know, it, it's it, it's nothing more than you know, sort of old, I suppose, selling techniques from back, you know, that I was taught day one. But you know, you, you know, the old adage you have you have two ears, one mouth. Use you know, use what you've got more of. It really is, you know, as, as we kicked off the the, the conversation with uh, every every customer is different. Whilst you know they may be a utility they may be in the water space but but one organization will be different to the others they will have key drivers they will have different commercial constraints they will have a different type of of customer they've got to deal with so just yeah just listen be interested and um yeah just just try and help out wherever you can you know this is why I've, i love the stuff that you do martin because it, it it it's it's passion it, you know i love the content and quite clearly you're talking from experience and that's typically what, uh, you know, what I try and do just try and overlay my experiences. Um, it's quite, it's different for me to a certain extent because I'm a salesperson. So there's this natural sort of, you know, standoff, you know, watch out. He's trying to, he, he's trying to sell us something, but, um, yeah, you know, if you can almost turn that and it's an overused saying, but, you know, if you can almost tr- turn that into being sort of like being perceived as a trusted advisor, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there'll be people probably being, being a bit sick hearing me say that, but yeah, you know, it's just, so just be interested. You know, just mm-hmm. be interested in in their business, be interested in what they're trying to do, and um, if if they if if these organisations are genuinely wanting to improve the way that they support their customers, then there's always you know a, an opportunity to have a dialogue, communication. You know, I always say to people, listen, you know i I don't i of course I want to sell you something because that's what I do, but if I can have a conversation with you about you know ways in which potentially other organizations in your space or you know uh, experience that I've had then I'm more than happy to mm. yeah to spend half an hour especially if they buy me the coffee so <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's brilliant um Richard Gregory of uh, Odigo, thanks very much for uh, coming on it's it's been brilliant and we did it without talking about football
1: well done martin now it's been a pleasure um as i say thanks very much for inviting me thank you cheers martin bye now cheers mate